everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tim and Tim Talk. Tim, you're here. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, Tim, it's been award show season lately, and there's been a lot of hubbub about the award shows. The Oscars just happened. You watched it. I am a bad production person and missed the Oscars. What did I miss? Well, Tim, the reason I watch it is because I secretly, you know, desire to be on that stage someday with the trophy, making best accolades for director or maybe actor, Tim. How is Tim, my acting? Tim and Tim Talk did not get nominated this year. We got snubbed. I don't know. I don't know how we lost that one, but... Where's the recount? Can we trigger, like, the recount? Did ballots get stuff going? There's something to this, Tim. I think it was hanging there... chads. I think it was hanging chads. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely did. But this Oscars, though, um, you know, Tim, I think the the way to summarize what happened with this Oscars is just breaking the rules. This Oscar season, they broke tons of rules. So much so, Tim, that, you know, my professors, if I broke one of these rules back in the day when I was in college, I would have gotten a failing grade. Aren't these like film professionals? What are they doing here, Tim? Right, exactly. What are they doing? And what am I talking about? So let's talk about this. Here's a shot right here that you can see um, next to me. And if you notice how low they are, well, let's take that back a step, actually, Tim. And so let's talk about what was proper framing. Proper framing is like how you and I are right now, right? We just have a little bit of headroom above us and we have, um, we're centered into the camera, right? But what are the Oscars doing? They're down here. They're down. They're like this. Join me. Would you join? Yeah. Like that. That doesn't feel as comfortable. I mean, <laughs> Does it, it? it is comfortable. I think I'll stay like that, you know? Oh, okay. You have a better chair than me. You have higher production value over there, I think. Uh, never. But it, it's, it's basically breaking the rules of the thirds, right? So why it's are the they doing that, Tim? They must have a reason, right? This is the Oscars. They, they, it's not an accident. What happened? That would be amazing if it was an accident, right? <laughs> they just randomly, like a camera guy, just totally, you know, chucked the rule book out and said, nah, I'm a freelancer. I'm going to shoot it my way. Um, you're right, Tim. They, they broke the rules. And you know why they broke the rules. And you and I should get credit for this because another famous Tim influenced it. A Tim, not one of us, one of us? Not one of us, but this Tim has an open invitation to join us basically at any time uh, to, to, to the show. Uh, it's Mr. Tim Cook from Apple, the CEO right. of Apple. But really, this actually goes back even before Tim Cook to Steve Jobs. Now, if you take a look at here, you can see an Apple keynote. And Tim, do you notice, do you notice the similarities that framing, right? The framing with the, the talent in the corner and, and we're like looking up at the backdrop. What's, what, what's, what's that about? Right. So there's two different ways to essentially communicate your content and also the person delivering it. Now, you always want to have a human being mm -hmm. or who knows what that's going to be in the future with AI or right, just a human like to deliver the keynotes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A human-like being would probably be good enough these days. Um, but you you really want that because that's us as humans. We connect emotionally to that person. You want to see the reaction. You want to see how they get excited. You want to see where they're looking to. 
you, we connect that. That's, you know, tens of thousands of years of evolution. So we need to have that component in there. But now, right, you also have a keynote that you're also delivering. You want to get across an important message. So there's the two ways, right? There's the ways that, you know, you and I are showing it. We've elected you to do this because, Tim, our budget, not yet there for a big giant LED wall. Unfortunately, Tim and Tim Talk does not have an Oscars or an Apple keynote budget. But if Apple would like to have us deliver Tim and Tim Talk <laughs> from the Apple stage, we would love, we'd love to come by. We'll check our calendars. We'll check our eye calendars. Our calendars. Exactly. <laughs> Availability to it. Um, it's too funny. So, yeah, we don't have that. But Apple does. And the Oscars do. And so... so- They've got that mm-hmm. LED wall, right? So they're are you yeah. saying they're 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 framing the LED wall to put the content behind in the frame instead of doing a picture in picture, they're they're Correct. shooting the content in camera it, you know with a very dramatic shot, which which gives the content, the, the actual slides or motion graphics content, you know, the 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 preferred placement in the camera shot and the person kind of fills in the corner. Interesting. That it is interesting. And Tim, this was not always an easy task to do, you know, without going too much into the weeds. I mean, I guess we are a technical show, so this is actually the place to go into the weeds. We'll save that for another episode, but you need to start thinking of pixel pitch. You need to start um, taking consideration into, um, are you going to be getting blurs? You're shooting a camera against an LED wall is not easy. And I can only imagine how long the Oscars and the video production team for the Oscars took to, you know, to, to get that out, uh, to get those totally. kinks out of the system. Totally. And shout out to my friend Dusty, who was one of the video engineers, the video wall engineers on the Oscars, whose job was to make make that work. You, Tim, your network never ceases to evade me. That Rolodex that you have, it is just, it's, it's, it's deep, you know? Whether we go here, whether we're going to New York, whether we're going to Europe. <laughs> you know, it's something about us, Tim's Tim. We just, do we just network? You know, we, 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 we make, make sure we know people all over. It's, it's, it comes in handy once in a while to, to know who's it, around, you know? It, it really does. And, and if your friend wants to, to come in and give a firsthand account of what uh, took place, we'd love to, to host him and have him or, or anybody for that matter that was Absolutely. a part of the production. We would love the insight. We're speculating, Tim. This is what we do best, right? Right, we, right. We weren't there, sadly. Right. Again, unfortunately, we we were not. We were neither backstage nor in the front row at the Oscars. You know, missed uh, my invitation. Must have gotten lost in the mail. But <laughs> yours and mine both. You know, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Oscars, please fix that for next year. Exactly. Um, but and my, well, my, we'll, my, my thank you forgiven. to the Academy in advance. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Okay. We have digressed. So going back to the LED wall, absolutely. But Tim, there's another secret that this setup requires, similar to Apple and similar to the Oscar, is you cannot have the camera too far back. So there is a form, whenever you zoom in with the camera, what you notice is the background becomes condensed and it becomes tighter and smaller. So when you're wide, essentially your background maybe would be this wide. As the camera zooms in, the background becomes tighter and tighter. And so this is because it, of the lens, like how lenses work, Tim? Is that that, that is why correct. We're yeah. And that is well above my engineering, uh, my lack of engineering degree to explain how and why. I just actually know it exists. Right, right, right. <laughs> And so the the way that you 
um, overcome that, right, is by bringing the camera in. So this is actually fascinating as well, because you'll notice they brought the camera basically all the way to the front of the stage. Huh. They, and this is something that our clients, Tim, now taking this to corporate and traditional AV, they're afraid to put the camera too close because they're worried about the audience. But really, where is your audience? Right. And this technology is amazing. This is just a vertical telescoping, um, you know, tripod and camera system. I say just like, I mean, I'm sure it's a hundred thousand dollar camera system, not including the camera. That's just the rigging system part of it. But right. it gives you such an interesting angle and it allows you to execute this vision. Now, if we were to get called and say, mimicking that look, we would find different ways that didn't okay. require as expensive of a budget as that. But this is basically the top tier way to deliver this look because you have to have that camera close. I would say it's probably within 10 feet. I mean, you, you can see the picture here, yeah. Tim. Like, and, and, and you know, we do a lot of events with cameras sort of in the, the orchestra pit at a theater, but we don't yeah. typically raise them up above the line of the stage. And so it's really interesting yeah. to think about, you know, in this you know, global stage at the Oscars, they're putting the camera in, in front of the audience. And so thinking about, you know, with our clients, you know, again, where is your audience? Is your audience primarily in the room or primarily inside that TV camera? And certainly for the Oscars, right, you know, everyone in the room is in, is, is in, is in entertainment and cinema. So they know that the show is catering to the camera as much as to them. And I think for our clients and for our audience here, think about your production, right? How much of your audience is in the room versus how much is going to be in the remote broadcast and how are you catering to both audiences and and how are you in some ways reminding the in-person audience that there is also a remote audience and including them in the show and I, and i think you know stopping pretending that you know there's not a remote audience if we just you know put the camera front and center we don't have to pretend there's not a camera there we say look there's a camera here we have two audiences you know you can look down the barrel of the lens as some of the acceptance speeches did where they were looking right at the camera and you can look, you know, cast your eyes across the room, but thinking about reminding your speakers, right? You know, look at the camera once in a while, break the fourth wall. Remember that, you know, as much as you're looking the audience member in the front row in the eye, look the camera in the eye because that's your web audience. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's just it's just fascinating. They really took a chance. They decided to put the camera right up there. So you know, kudos for the Oscars for for really changing and switching gears this year for doing that and showing that it is possible. Right. Like I feel once a company like Apple or, you know, organization like the Oscars does it, it kind of gives a justification for the rest of us to do that and to also have my college professor back in the day change my grade. See, <laughs> I was ahead of so, the curve. you know, speaking <laughs> of, you know, lessons learned that, you know, things we've been talking about and that we've been talking about our colleagues about in virtual events, what are some other kind of, you know, lessons that the Oscars have, have shown us about yep. this kind of hybrid event model that things that we can take away and, and that our clients can take away? Yeah, absolutely. So, Tim, they really got a lot of pushback um, last year for probably, I think it was around eight, I would say, of the 24 segments got cut from air. Mm -hmm. They got cut from air. And that's really not in the spirit of what the Oscars are, mm -hmm. right? So what they learned and what was really impressive this year was they added QR codes. They, mm -hmm. Tim, pardon my pun on this one, they kept the conversation going. Oh, I, Oh, but that, have you heard that one before? Let's keep the conversation going. 
Love it. I love it. But we talk about, you know, in the hybrid and virtual event space, you know, that, you know, it's so important to, to, to condense your content, right? That audiences have shorter attention spans online, but also in person, frankly, right? Your in-person audiences yeah. don't necessarily want to sit in the ballroom or the theater for eight hours straight, right? They need to get out <laughs> and they want to network. They're, they're there at your event, not just to see what's on stage. They're there to mix and mingle. And so how do you make sure that you're delivering the message yeah. you need your audience to hear, but also giving them their time of day back. And one of the ways to do that, as we're seeing, is take some of that content out of the program and give it back to the audiences as second screen content or on-demand content or content that they can access on their own time for the stuff they're interested in. When they want to dive deeper, right? They can watch the episode of Tim and Tim talk about that, or they can scan the QR code and, you know, see the background about those nominees. And, you know, it's, it's not necessarily take the content out, right? It's maybe truncate the sure. content because sure. what they managed to do by putting these eight segments back into him that they took out last year, they had roughly the same running time, you know, they, so they got to say more, they had more messaging, but mm-hmm. they just didn't go as deep. And then absolutely right, Tim, you're going to want to really know about the audio and what's going on there. So you're probably scanning the QR code or, you know, those segments. And when it comes to directors of photography, like I would really want to be interested more in that. And so that's where I get to go deeper. But we all have, you know, a specific niche. And really, that's what the internet is about, is servicing specific niches and showing that these options are there. And maybe that's a good formula for these general, for, excuse me, for these hybrid events and these virtual events that we're doing. It's, think of it as like as a showcase, you know? And we've seen that, Tim, with corporate events where clients want their audience to be able to really get detailed view of the slides or get additional handout content. And they'll put a QR code on the screen in the room as well as on the broadcast that the audience can scan and, you know, download the the deck as a PDF or get a handout with additional information or, you know, obviously polling or things like that, where we're having people who are in the room, they're already on their phones texting their friends or checking email, have them get that out, use that, both the online audience and your in-person audience can use that second screen to get more content, to dive deep, to get detailed view. And, and really, it takes advantage of all those devices we have in our pockets instead of you know, making everybody feel bad for having it on the table. Tim, are you saying that basically the Oscars are an interactive show? Where have we heard that before? Oh, are we having, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, an interactive Just like us, that's what we're event. doing. <laughs> right, right. And, and I think it's really interesting to think about, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, many articles talking about this year's Oscars, and I'm bummed that I missed it because this year's Oscars I'm hearing is, you know, was the best in a long time, really stepped up the game, corrected yeah. a lot of the things that people didn't like last year. And so it's really interesting to see that the same things that are working for our clients' events, for corporate events, for for conferences, are, are the same kinds of things that improve engagement, improve audience experience in one of the you know biggest television productions of the year. Absolutely, like take a chance. You know, you can be rewarded for taking a chance. It doesn't have to be drastic. Like I don't think anything was extreme, but they took a chance, and they're getting good feedback from that. And hey, if it wasn't perfect. You know, some of these things can be tightened up and moved around, but you now have a stepping stone of where to go and where to correct it, um, which which kind of leads us to the next point that we have, Tim, and my final point of what really the Oscars did differently. So the Oscars for the longest time always sort of saw themselves, you know, no disrespect here, but they were the organization on the top of the of the ivory mountain, right? You would aspire and you would come to them. They did not need to do anything to be able to grow their 
their content and grow their audience. Well, as we've been seeing with the ratings, unfortunately have been going down and down. They are now, how do we say this? They're, they're proactively trying to fix that. And one of the ways that they're trying to do that is near social real, excuse me, near real time clips of, of their, of their broadcast. So, you know, this means, you know, going to, I think it was TikTok was one of the platforms, Tim, and Facebook was another one that they basically, as soon as it ended, um, they put it on there. And this is actually a strong corporate strategy as well. So one of our companies, Google, that we've worked with for, for many years, you know, shout out to them. They were instrumental. They were one of the first companies that we as Argus, um, we did the same strategy for them, like back in 2015, 2016. They wanted just clips of the keynote. They wanted clips of these talks. And they had an editor on site. And Tim, here's the secret. It's not hard with everything being digital. It's not a big lift to ask. It's not a 48 hour to 72 hour mm -hmm. turnaround. And there are solutions that would let you clip those in real time. So as soon as that, not yeah. just the program ends, but as soon as the segment ends, right, you can clip that segment of your CEO's keynote or a particular acceptance speech and turn that around on, on Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram Reels before the program is even finished airing. And, and I saw that with, with the Oscars, right? I, I wasn't watching the Oscars, That's but cool. I was at an unrelated you know, uh, party. And... Um, I was getting messages, right? Or like, you know, uh, notifications on my phone on social media, seeing, you know, clips on Instagram and Twitter of acceptance yeah. speeches that had, had just aired, they had just finished. And, and I think that's a lesson that we can say, you know, to our audiences too, is even if you have an internal event, right? Even if it's not actual face content, it's not content that you want, you know, to publish on public social media, maybe you have an internal marketing or sales kickoff event or a training event, but your CEO or CFO is speaking. What if you took, you know, the, 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 take it home message of that keynote and immediately clip it and posted it to the Slack channel. So, you know, you have yeah. audiences in person who are about to go to break and this, the second the session ends, they get a notification on Slack. Here, Slack, here's that recap of what we were talking about, the message we we're trying to take or your virtual audience, right? Who's watching at home, right? Immediately gets to see that, you know, that clip of that take home message. So, you know, when they get up to, to get a cup of coffee or, 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 you know, uh, you know, mingle in the branch office or however you're structuring your event, you know, they've already got that. That, you know, messaging, this is the moment that, you know, solidifies the point. A, and so, that's a, yeah, that's a great idea, Tim. It's like, it doesn't have to be just a YouTube and Twitter and external tools. You could use this internally as well. Totally. I like that. I really like that. And one of the other things with, and actually, you know, I used to offer this to, to clients and pretty much none of them took me up on it. So I actually just stopped offering it, but I would offer clipping of videos of their keynote and get it out to Twitter, like while the CEO is still on stage. And, you know, they, I think the assumption is they're thinking everybody that's watching is already watching and why post it there, but they just don't. I feel like so many clients don't realize that the power of, this is assuming it's a public facing event, you know, is the power of putting live now, our CEO just delivered this message or live now, you know, and then you post a link. Now you're driving people to right. your content and to your program. It's a giant ecosystem. There's no such thing as just, you know, one platform does it all, four wall, lock the doors, unless it's secretive, unless you're trying to make, even if you're trying to make money from it, actually, then this content, this strategy we're talking about would work, but really embrace, you know, your biggest audiences. I wouldn't say blast it out everywhere, but really know where your, 
your audience is and blast it to that ecosystem and while thing, it's happening. Totally. And this is something, not necessarily while it's happening, but that we're doing with our, our program is, you know, taking your content, clipping it into shorter clips, and then using that over the course of the year, right? So you have an event that's once a year or, you know, every quarter. But if you can take that content and make it trickle out during the rest of the year, you're getting value out of that event that you had one time in person, you're getting continual value and brand awareness out of that keynote event, out of that CEO speaker or that guest speaker that you paid a lot of money for, right? How are you continuing to to get value and, and brand recognition for that content? And you know, certainly, you know, if you if it's public and you have permission from the speaker to share it, being able to use that content throughout the year, recycle it, you know, uh, and and have it drive content or drive recognition of your next event, right? Think about how close, you know, as you get closer to you know your this year's event how showing video highlights from last year's event could help drive ticket sales, right? So those are all ways totally. that, you know, and we're using, you know, social clips to reach audiences that maybe aren't watching the whole podcast or aren't watching, yeah. you know, the whole video on YouTube, you know, and getting, you know, just that pithy message. You know, I think that works in, in the event ecosystem, just like it works for us and it works for the Oscars. We're not just saying this, Tim. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing what we're preaching and we're giving away what we're, we're doing and our, our strategy to, to grow the, our channel, to, to give away tools to event producers, to technical directors, regardless of what side you are on the event, right? These are just important messages to be had. And these are, this is exactly what we're doing. And proof's in the pudding. This is what Apple's doing. And now this is what the Oscars are doing. And, you know, I mean, with that, to summarize that this point, uh, did you have one more thing to say, Tim? No, we're good. Go ahead. Cool. Is that, you know, people... It's no, it's, it's no longer the Oscar shows that your mom and dad used to watch, Tim, or my mom and dad, right? You don't have to sit there and watch the whole thing to be part of the conversation. So, and I think acknowledging that, meet your audience where they are, not where you want them to be. That's a big difference, where they are. And doing it in near real time really embraces the future that we're going towards, case in point, the Oscars of 2023. Totally, totally. Any other highlights from the Oscars, Tim? Well, Tim, I would just, I did not realize this, but, uh, you know, apparently if you get low on crew members, you can turn your talent into audio guys. This is a fun <laughs> clip. Look at that's, this. That's so this funny. The... That's so funny. Uh, you know, I always love it when we get, a shout How out particularly you know yeah. um for, for for particularly recognizable folks you know to to step into tech roles and we get to see you know see them playing these behind the scenes roles i think it's always fun to see ourselves reflected on stage as much as backstage it was definitely fun and i really like the inside joke that uh, jimmy kimball said at that and he was like can i please have quiet i need 30 seconds of room tone <laughs> And I mean, for those that don't need that, excuse me, for those that don't know what room tone is, essentially you're creating a baseline of audio that you're then going to put into your edits when you're doing camera cuts, because audio can be jumpy if you don't have the sound of the room. And believe it or not, every room sounds different. I don't want to go too much into the details. Yeah, that's for a whole other show. Yeah. But Tim, I will say 30 seconds. I usually record a minute. I'm just saying, you know, Jimmy, maybe, maybe you should watch a little, maybe he should watch some of our show. <laughs> Well, I'm sure that's a great, great, great joke. And I, I love that, you know, it's, it's the crowd of the Oscars, right? Obviously all gets it because they're all on set. And I think it's fun to have. They're all like industry said, players. To see, to see the behind the scenes reflected, you know, on the show. It's always really fun. So, was, well, Tim, it's, it's, 
Go ahead. I mean, well, speaking of, I'm sorry to interrupt you, because that's apparently my specialty on this show, interrupting Tim. But, um, you know, sharing the clips, uh, you know, getting those out there, you know, would love it for the audience to, to find us. And I mean, where can they find us? Are these links below? Tim, yeah, we got some social links below. We got a bunch of different social presences. We're, you know, working on keeping active on all of them. And you can reach us by email if you have questions, if you have, you know, comments, if you have fan mail, um, hopefully not too much hate mail. Um, But you can reach us at Tim's, T-I-M-S, at timandtimtalk.com. And certainly... If you have questions, if you'd like to join us in the program, if Dusty wants to come on and talk about the LED wall the Oscars, or any of you want to talk about programs or pro- you know, projects you've been a part of, reach out to us and uh, either social media, the comments on YouTube, yeah. or uh, comments are email great. We, we really like them, and and with that, yeah, if you feel like you know you would like some of our expertise on potentially you know one of your productions, uh, and you know getting execution with these ideas. It would totally. be a pleasure, and it would be a lot of fun to work We'd love together to work with you and collaborate. Well, Tim, cool. with that, can we get this well, right this Tim, time? We're going to nail this, and I'm Tim, and, and we, we talked. talked. <laughs> Nailed it. Tim.